podcast where we share experience as first-generation Haitian Americans through different perspectives on our culture while creating a safe space. I'm Billy Safania. I'm Soraya. And welcome to Be That's It. Um, what up, Lisa Sakasse? Um, I like this one because right now it's going to be posted on time. That's manifesting. manifesting. It's happening. And um, <laughs> we just had our cousin's beautiful, oh, beautiful baby shower. She was so it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, she was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of uh, family events this weekend. Yes, we had our beautiful Keisha's birthday. One Happy birthday, Keisha. Shout out to our cousin, Keisha. And then we got baby. And a birthday from my nephew. Yes. Turning two, a whole two. It was really lovely to be around you guys. It was what I needed. I needed the love, the community, the closeness, the collectivity. And now I'm good to go, though. Like, I'm good. I'm going to come around again. You know what I mean? Lisa's face. I understand. (laughs) Like, you know, when it's like a lot of family things. Like, we just did so much. I think it was the fact that there were three. There were actual three parties. Like, three celebrations. Mm -hmm. And you just get tired. So I'm like, yeah, we'll have a party, like, hopefully next month. Not yeah. anytime soon. It was just a, a little reboot, like, reboot. We just, we had, we had the holidays. A lot. That was overwhelming. I knew what this weekend was to be and how I currently feel was basically exactly how I felt before this happened. And what I really learned this weekend was to be present and to be grateful for what's in front of me and our love. And that you don't always have to be around everybody to still have that and maintain that. To be separate, but still to be together. Separate. 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 Same. I mean, lately, honestly, if we're being honest here, I've been experiencing a lot of fog. Mm -hmm. I understand. Um, There's mountains. There's mountains in my terrain. I literally just read this in my uh, book that I got for Christmas, Vibrate Higher. By Lala Delia. I'm sorry, I might not be pronouncing that right. Lala Delia. I follow her on Instagram, and she's everything she says is like what I'm thinking, and it and it and it guides me to kind of be honest with myself. And she used these metaphors: a mountain, fog, desert, like all of these different terrains and stuff, and what that means in your life, and you know how you can work and like how you can use this this uh metaphor to kind of figure out how to get back to that to the path that you're on Mm -hmm. so on my path I've been experiencing a lot of fog and mountains and I can I can equate mountains to like challenges and triggers things like that Mm -hmm. and fog is just like there's not a clear path yeah you're you're not sure You're you're like there's a lot of confusion a lot of just um unsureness and that makes me anxious so mm-hmm. that's what i've been going yeah. through the last week or so that's but we're, so true you see like it's just because it's more of pushing through that and still accomplishing those those goals that you set for yourself back on your path yeah <laughs> it's just like and sticking to that and just like how it makes you feel and how it helps the collective and how it just like either it just it heals it heals and it pushes forward to to getting your goals every or moment of the way. That's if you learn how to get back to your path. Some of these things, which 
in the past have taken over and have steered me away from my path and not not kind of living my true nature, just trying to, like, cope, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Which there are times for that. There's times where you just need to take a moment and do that, and then you are past that phase to the next one of certain things and tools that you need to do to start healing and, you know, um, pushing past whatever things or feelings you may feel that are the mountains or the triggers or the things like that. Right. And you're it, on the, like you said, it really, different like, terrains. You. I think what you mentioned that too uh, before this, it like it's like a teaching moment where you're like, okay, why are you feeling anxious? Why are you, what is it about this that you can learn to not do in the future? Like, I know it's happening now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honest, if you're being honest with yourself, you can be like, okay, let's say it's um, something at work, someone at work, or you're, you're talking to someone and it's like, these things keep happening. And you can either be honest with yourself and be like, I don't like these things and I'm allowing it to happen instead of being like adapting to it. Like, oh, well, it'll change. It'll, it'll solve itself. Like, no, mm-hmm. you have to like take control. And I think you have to take control and be active in it. Yes. yes. It's hard. You like, can't, you can't like, I've implemented that in a lot of parts of my life, but there's some parts that are, I'm still working on. And those are, those are hard. Once you realize that you're in control of your own being, your own situation reality. or your own reality, that this is just like, it's just, it's the steps to get to where it needs to be. Um, and you take accountable accountability for your actions, even if it was a misstep or um, just a form of transition or some last lesson that you, you needed to learn for. Right. You, for take you, to, it, yeah. you try to take it as um, you like, yeah, you just you take un- the good out of it. You take the good and you understand how like how it was hurt, how it would be, how the other person or the other situation may be hurt or not really truly understand where you were coming from. Um, and once. That's just a portion of it to move on to the next level. Because you understand you come to a compromise and you let go of that like emotion that's attaching you to something. You push forward and you, you know, you accomplish those, you know, you become clear skies. I feel like mm-hmm. Clear skies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I'm doing. That but was, you're that doing was good. Deep. You're that good. Deep. So, so, yeah, continue Yo, yo, did y'all see what Beyonce did to us? Did you see what she did? I am currently wearing outdated Ivy parking gear, but it was just such a beautiful thing to see. Like, and I knew that I wasn't gonna be buying it right away because I gotta, I gotta allocate my coins differently nowadays. <laughs> it was just a really great way to market. Right. It was such a really, really great marketing way. Like her, whoever she has on her team, which I really need to start researching that. But like <laughs> it was just a great on the yes. Um but she had just a great marketing team and got like specific people got full collections trunks of the trunks or like the it was just really, really creative and like yeah. and it was just funny because they all had different personalities. Different emotions to like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like how it was just funny. So I was asking Sarah earlier like what she thought of Wait, I just wanna say the first person I saw was Yara. And yes, she's, she what, was, she's yeah. like 20 or 19. How old is Yara? She's not 21. But could you imagine as a 20-year-old getting the full entire, like, that is so awesome. Like, that is, oh, man. I was just so in awe of that. And, like, the way that she was so shocked, she was, like, humbled. And it was just like, a, like, guys, 
to you not understand what's happening right now like that Beyonce. box wouldn't even fit in my house number one so i would have to find yeah, some she's place 19. Oh my gosh, she's, only 19. she's really young oh i wish we take she takes a break away from everybody i know they do like Maybe their family she, things yeah um but so, yes i was asking sorry about reese witherspoon <laughs> and um what she thought about it so like first before um i just thought it was cute um just from the transition of like how again to use the marketing tactic how they came at them at one of those award shows that just happened and got like liquor from them and so they used that like momentum of people like checking for them by giving these witherspoon clothes yeah um i mean my favorite one of my favorite ones was uh janelle monae because she's so cute like she reminds me of just how like she's cute and weird and i relate to her and she was just super cute and i wish she would have gotten the whole set because what um but reese was really cute too because she went into the the wardrobe thing and changed into them and then like she had a whole like it looked like legally blonde you know well, super did, like legally blonde mind. when she would do and it was cute um and it kind of just shows you like okay even with all the nonsense going on in the world right now these are like the fun little cute things that you can tune into and, and you see diverse people supporting one another. Um, and it's just fun to watch. And like, I stand for Beyonce and her body in those clothes. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, that is wow. That is beautiful. Like no one else could have modeled them like she could, like she did, right? Like she was her own model and she wore those clothes. And I know if I put them on, they would look very different on me, but no, just that's okay. Tailor it to the way that you need to The biggest tailored. one was the, she has like the spanny pack and she'll put it like right on her butt. Oh. And I was like, but what if I don't have a Beyonce butt to hold? And it's a, it's a pretty hefty fanny pack. Okay. okay. So it would just fall right down. No, but, but I was I like, Damn, Beyonce, like, you did that. You did that. Like, you, you saw her mom's reaction? No. Her mom was just like, oh, this is so nice. Oh, orange is my favorite color. Okay, Beyonce, I see you. Like, you know, like, just, oh, yeah, she just did something. In that, like, I'm so used to this. They just do amazing things. Like, That's of course she yeah, sent me yeah, yeah. The, the wardrobe and everything. Like, gave her socks. Like, she has, yo, those socks are so cute. The sock heels. I don't know that one. Lisa, did you not look at it? <laughs> so I didn't. That's fair. It's just, yeah, I think the way that she got people's attention on different levels. So you were more focused on the market. Yeah, because I saw some models who got it, and I thought it was really, really cool. They got, like, the small boxes, and just receiving that and just being a part. It just goes back to, you know, what she gave us in um, Coachella. Mm. That, like, just giving p- different people around the world a chance to experience, like, how amazing she is. Yeah, I feel like you're about to cry. Um, <laughs> like, how amazing! Like, yeah, she's, she's just, just a, she's a pretty smart, savvy girl. So, and she don't look bad while doing it. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, all right, so our topic today <laughs> is going to be making friends, specifically when you're older. But we're gonna touch on. I don't even know how I did it when I was a child. <laughs> we're gonna touch on some like childhood stuff, oh, um, just because like that's where you learn. Your okay. habits and your routines and your... Please explain to me how you did that, because I have no idea how I did that, how I got to this point To be life. honest, I feel like all of my friends were people that came up to me. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I approached them myself. Um, like, all of my friends in, in, um, in elementary school, I don't feel like I went up to people and I was like, hey, let me introduce myself. 
it was more like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I'm weird, I'm quiet, super shy. So, like, it would have to be someone else who was outgoing and and comfortable with themselves to then make me feel okay and be comfortable to then talk to them. So that's definitely still in me today. What about you? Like, what do you think your, like, early childhood, did you see yourself walking up to people that you were interested in talking to? Or No, but I can think of this, right? So I look at from elementary to middle school to high school to being, a, being an adult. I remember this one situation where... I never told this story. Okay. <laughs> first time. You heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> in fifth grade... There were these girls, I think they were younger, and they were doing this like double mint twin like <laughs> routine with the playground, using the playground, like doing flips and stuff like that. And I always remember these other girls who were, I guess, within my grade were like, do you see what you're doing? You're like hanging out with younger people in a sense, right? And it always like bothered me. So then from there, does that make sense? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think. So I, I was hanging out with I think kids who were younger. Oh, and they were doing the double. They were doing the double, and then yeah, and then the girls in my came. age were like, "You're doing. Do you see nobody other than you um, in our grade doing this, right?" So it always affected me, which is really stupid inside. Cause I'm so so what? Like you're just like, oh, don't hang out. With so from people. there, I always molded myself to be within a group. Like I never like stayed. Like, I always molded myself to be within a group. Like I'm, I'm able to, like, jump from group to group to group to group and, like, mold a version of myself. Right, but did you... Did you... Did those people approach you? Um, well, not... No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was just trying to, like, transition it from, like, were you the outgoing one? I don't... Or, you don't know. I, I mean, you're pretty, yes. pretty friendly I now. think eventually, yes, because it was just like there were so many, I had to be uh, so many versions of myself. Like, I would, to like be able to, in classes, I remember um, being like Black Lisa or Lisa within the Spanish group. And so I got to like reinvent myself in a sense with different, um, with different groups. Mm -hmm. So by not like, I would ask questions. I think high school was a big example. I remember going and I was like, I want things to be different. And like the friends that I made, actually my best friends during high school, I, it was, we were summer, we were doing one of those summer programs before high school started. And I was just like, hey, my name is Lisa. What's your name? <sighs> and we like were best friends for three years because they were girls. And those were my only, only friends in my life. My Haitian parents would let me hang out hey. with. Whew. Gosh, yes. <laughs> so yes, I like I think towards towards like um high school, like when that moment happened, I realized that like there are different types of people that come into your life that can give you something you can give to them. It's like a balance in life, even if it doesn't work out. It's just a a you know a way of showing who you are, what you can tolerate, what you don't want, what you do want, putting setting up more boundaries. Right. But by putting yourself out there, by just like hey. I'm sorry, what is your name? Yeah, I it's didn't do that. It's the simplest thing. I didn't do that. I actually realized that I would say my name off, like, whenever I introduced myself. Do you remember how you said it? Like, I'm, I wouldn't open my mouth all the way. I'm Shariah. Okay. Shariah. And I realized I'm saying my own name wrong because I'm not, I'm not used to introducing myself. People will just kind of know my name mm -hmm. based off of whatever you were, You're context. supposed to be seen, not heard. 
Right. I, I was just there. Like, I feel like most of my childhood, I just happened to be there. And I, I mean, it would, I would be in the places that I guess would interest me most in the, in the, in the environment I was in. Um, but I would never be the first to like throw myself in there. It would mm-hmm. always be like somebody else that would, yeah. Come like it would be someone else like, Hey, you're here. Blah, blah, blah. Let's do this. Let's do that. Okay. Oh, you're actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. once you start talking. Um, you're not this weirdo that just lurks in the corner and looks at people. Um, but I mean, I definitely can relate to having like different sides of you and having to adapt, um, to fit in because Mm I, I didn't know, I didn't know who, who Soraya was. I kind of was just like, Oh, let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. But I definitely didn't throw myself into those situations um, I was just there, and I, like, just slowly, like, Unpaid like, out, came, you know? and then I, I adapted. I was like, okay, well, this is the style. This is the whatever, and this is what I have to do. And then it's like, it becomes a thing. It becomes a lifestyle. Like, sounds stupid, but it really is that, that simple because, um, I mean, some some groups really weren't weren't fucking with me. So I wasn't able to 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 adapt to other groups because... I had to fully dive into this other one. I don't know. It was it was a weird experience um, making friends as a kid, and and I wasn't good at it. But to this day, I still have at some of least your best friends. That you some know. of my best friends I've been friends with since like kindergarten. Yeah. Um, so, I I mean I I I'm a good friend once we're friends, but making the friends like actually going to make the friends. So who is came up with you and your best friend, the one with the the beautiful family? Who came up with me, you said? Like, who, who came... Like, how did that friendship start? Did you... It was probably her. Yeah. <laughs> she's super outgoing. Like, she's... She saved me from an, a red aunt. And <laughs> I think that's when we became friends. She was actually a friend of um, one of my other best friends. We're not friends anymore, but we were friends for a long period of time. She was friends with her. So it was like, I met her through. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, well, she's cool. Then we're cool. Then we were born on the same day. So we were twins. Game over. Like, we had to be friends forever. But, yeah, she was the more outgoing, outspoken one. Um, I was always, like, saying things under my breath and people, like, mumbling and whoever was close to me mm-hmm. would hear me and would be like, oh, my God, you're hilarious or or that's... Like, just hear my, my conversation that I wouldn't have out loud with anyone. So it's like those people would think, oh, she's cool, let me be her friend. But then it was like I couldn't... I couldn't... Express that? Express that to everyone. Okay. Um, and, and the people that I, I really was like, oh my God, I want to be their friend. Like, I feel like we would get along, whatever. And even then, I mean, it probably would have been more of me. It probably would have been more of me, uh, adapting and, and, you know, changing, not changing, your, I guess changing yourself to fit into that group. What's happening? In- um, but at least I, I would have had that experience. I would have had that experience and known, oh, I don't like this or take, you know, take what you want, leave what you don't. Yeah. Understanding and not liking things because it's like setting boundaries and you're being expressive and communicative mm-hmm. with those new friends. Um, or, yeah, the new friends that you meet, you're like, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is something that we have in common, um, this is what I can do, this is what I can't do. It's like almost dating, like dating. I'm, bad, really at, I'm bad at all of it. I think relationships really are just weird for me. You know, so. To relate this to to growing up Haitian, a lot of this comes stems from culture. I can speak 
for myself mostly. Mm-hmm. What but do you mean? What, do you, what, what happened? In terms of like, mm-hmm. you don't. You don't have friends. You're not. You're not here to make friends. You're here to nope. go. I put you in nah, school. Not at all. Mm-mm-mm. You're going to school. Yeah, you're getting these grades. Kiss on me, say it. Say It's not a. It's not a friend. That's mm-hmm. not your friend. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I was lucky enough to have friends for like seven, eight years before you know middle school. They're throwing a sleepover, and I get to go to the sleepover because I was friends with them since kindergarten, and my mom vetted them i was lucky enough to have that experience but, i never had that experience but like ever. if you're not friends with your friends for more than four years you're not going to their house you're not going to the sleepover you're not driving in cars that happened in high school that was one of my friends high school she was a black friend i don't know my mom just felt really comfortable with it and she also did let my bigger sister do it too so it was kind of like are you gonna say no yeah my mom was very lenient in that sense but it was kind of like, you don't have time for friends. Like, you really don't have time for friends. Stop focusing on this. Like Yeah. It was like your schoolwork was the best thing. You know, you want to get into college to be, you know, one of the top professions. Right. So for me, at least, like, it wasn't, like, encouraged for me to join extracurricular sport. Make friends. It wasn't. There was no encouragement for that. It, w- it would be encouraged while in school. Like, if we had recess, then it was like, man, I got to talk to people. I remember having huh they're taking away recess they're taking away so much i don't even want to talk about like half that's a whole nother podcast tell me about your beautiful beautiful experience it's not a no it's not one (laughs) it was uh middle school i remember when spill out would be a thing and i remember not knowing you don't remember spill out because they had like three lunches Mm -hmm. so they would need for us to go to like the outdoor area so they can have another set another group of kids come and and that was like lunch too okay and so we were in spill out which was just benches outside and you would just talk you would just talk that was the whole thing in spill out you would just throw all your food away in the cafeteria and move everything to an outdoor so you're you can't even pretend to eat those were the worst times ever because you had to have friends to talk to and i did not have friends uh, this was middle school. I went to a new school, and it was you. You you know the stories. Like, it, I didn't learn. I like I really didn't learn the skill of communicating and and learning how to make friends because I I didn't know how, and it was just I, my anxiety took over. It was horrible. I remember hating spill out and not wanting because it was like fifteen minutes of crap and then you got to walk back to class with everyone and everyone has their groups and you're just walking alone oh it was it was so stressful thinking about it now i'm pretty sure I'm but like, then once you got to high school high school was better because i had friends that i went to elementary school with they finally were in my classes like i had gone to a magnet school for for middle school because that's what's good go to the magnet school go to the the a school go to the school that's in the most na- the neighborhood that with people that look nothing like you and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have opportunities open up and i'm grateful and i appreciate my mom making those sacrifices making that effort but these were just the things that i i lacked some communication skills and things like that um so i wasn't able to progress in the way that i would want to in these environments but you know i'm not saying that i regret anything it was just like I had to learn that skill later in life, and I'm still learning it because I still don't know how to make friends. Yeah, 
But Haitian parents don't care about your Yeah, because they don't. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't. Why do you think we're so close, guys? Why do you think we're cousins? <laughs> we they were the only ones that could sleep over. Those are all the ones. time. They couldn't like, do any sleepovers with anybody else but with you guys. Right. And luckily enough, they were cool enough. Like, they weren't weird. So imagine if we had, like, weird cousins that you don't want to go to their house because they do weird things. <laughs> No, I don't want to go to Lisa's house. She's weird. <laughs> Lisa was. Lisa did some weird things, but I, overall, we all did weird things. We all did weird things. I remember yeah. we would play, like, we would play all the games that you'd want to play with your, your friends. We would play them with each other, and it was fun because it was like... What games? Um, We would make up... I know... Well, I would play. I know what you did last summer with my friends. I'm not, I'm not about to go into this, but just like... Pretending to be like other people, other people, yeah. and then having your like we're adults, and we would like, you know, just reenact maybe like sitcom type. What things. we experienced and we what we thought. I think we were like clueless. Yeah, what life as an adult or a teenager would be. Yeah, and we all like since we grew up around each other, and our parents mostly had the same mindset. We were all fed most of the same things. It was like, okay, you're going to school. You're not at school to play around. So then we would all just kind of get together and be like, okay, this is our life. These are the people we're allowed to be with and be as... Open or closed right. or whatnot. Or be ourselves. Yeah. So we were just honest with each other. And I think that's why we have such a, a strong bond. And I would love to create that with another person that I'm not related to. <laughs> but it's... It was sweet today. I saw Eileen and her friend. And, like, how they've been together for so long. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know, it was just, like, beautiful and cute. Like, the friends that you do have, that you have created, and what makes it so special. And I'm, when I, by looking at that, it just reminds me of, like, going into next friendships. Of just, like, being present and whatever that moment is with that person. How it makes you feel. How yeah. it, like, creates to see if you can, you know, maneuver forward. And it sees who, like, you see who the person is. Because the person's telling you who they are within certain moments. And just, yes, making friends. I it's still talk, So we talked about how it's very hard to make friends. This is how we made friends as kids. Um, so let's transition to, like, growing up making friends. So now that our parents want to meet people, they want to okay. ask about who are you dating. I don't know how to date. I don't know how to talk to people because we didn't do that when we were younger. You didn't encourage that. Like, that wasn't it. I know how to make braids. I can get you jobs. Let me show you these jobs I got. Like, but we didn't, I don't talk to people. I definitely had to learn to talk to people because my, this is why, because my job involves a lot of networking, which I did not know going into it. Um, I almost quit my major when I found out I had to talk to people. <laughs> I literally had to go to therapy and learn how to talk to people. That's but see, because that's what, yeah, you weren't. It is the most draining experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not an extrovert. I don't. It's it's it was bad. I had I was diagnosed with um, general uh, general anxiety, and I know I have social anxiety. So it's like retraining your brain, doing all that, and then now you got to make friends. You want people to like you, like. So the job part isn't that hard because it's business, right? Mm -hmm. There's business, there's a little bit of foresight, whatever. The friend and the dating part is having to do with someone liking you for you, right? 
Mm-hmm. I didn't train that part in me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to be me. Mm-hmm. I was adapting to what everyone else was doing. Okay. So how, I how gotta, now I got to show them me in the most appealing way possible. And you know that's very hard for me to do because <laughs> I'm so awkward. <laughs> and hope that they vibe with it. And, you know, luckily enough, most people are, are weird too. They're not perfect, you know, but, oh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I think once you get over the fact of like some of the harshest judgments are I'll never get over it. <laughs> are what was told to us in our upbringing um and then they become our voices. And when you take the step to just like, okay, all right. So like you may not like me or you seem like you're coming at me rude. It's not intentional maybe sometimes you're not even thinking what what may the other person may be going through um because it's like a it's a statement that was told to you when you were young Mm -hmm. and it becomes your like negative thought Mm -hmm. and this negative thought prevents you from like going out like oh my gosh this person may not like me yeah and it, it could be from anywhere i remember specifically that i I don't want to go into details, but I wasn't liked by certain kind of people mm-hmm. that I, I was into. And I was like, oh, wow, so these two or three people that look this way don't like me. Mm-hmm. I must not be good enough mm-hmm. for these people. So that was it for that part. I didn't try. I wasn't going to try because I did not want to face the rejection. Which um, is a that I, part. Yeah, yeah, the trauma, that whatever. The rejection is like, I don't know how, I don't know. I think for me, I'm trying to move forward from that because I don't know where that like stems from or where that started. What that like the rejection? Because it's like the whole but point you of put, like you have in my life the the stories and what I've known is that you are pretty forward and putting yourself out there in terms of at least with dating. Like I've I've seen you as a very confident person in that sense. Is that true or is that a false? Like, as in, like, if you liked a guy, you would find some way to talk to him. Like, you're always like, sorry, go talk to him. Just go talk to him. Just And I was like, no, we're not going to have the baby, so I can't talk to him. And she's like, this has nothing to do with, this is just saying, hello, how are you? And getting his name, not having a, like. You go, wow. No, I don't want any babies, so it's fine. But you go to uh, the, I go, what I'm trying to say is I go to the extreme. He's going to punch me in the face, which is irrational. Unless he, so it's he some, punched yeah. a girl. <laughs> so at most times, yes. I think when it comes to friendship, it, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. And it's just based, it's based off of like, for me, like how we all grew up. Because we all had different personalities and then like trying to, again, some of the negative self-talk that may have been like spewed, it becomes mine. And it's like, okay, now I'm in the real world. So mine's again rejection. I'm just like, oh, okay. So something may have happened in this situation. That I'm just like, oh, I'm taking this into a new friendship or a potential new friendship or a potential new thing. And it's the fear of rejection. This, you know, somebody telling me no or fuck off or, you know, I don't fuck, like, I don't, I don't want to associate with you or anything like that. So once we pass that, we can do anything. You make a very valid point, Lisa. We can do anything. Right? Can you imagine if there was one thing that you could, like, remove from your life, what would it be? And you know, like, the feeling of actually doing that, how freeing it feels. 
It's so... Wait, what is it that you're... Like, letting go. Letting go. Like, like how it feels to... Like, how you're saying how... Yeah. To let go of that one thing that's been holding you back. Yeah. To, like, legit let it go. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I'm not as, like, you feel chained like, down like anymore. You feel like, actual. And, yeah, like, the... Like you said earlier, the fog goes away. Yeah. Slowly but surely, but it goes. And you're just sticking with that. You're staying within that. No matter what the circumstances or situations may be. If you stand with it that and you're clear with those statements for yourself that so that the parties outside, like your friendships that you're making, if you know that within you, you're just like, okay. Like it, it won't there there will not be any effect. So if the person likes you and not like you or goes is going through a situation at in the moment and is just like, Oh, I don't know how to deal or talk to this person because you know they're they're doing the exact same thing, they're just as nervous. Like how is this person gonna take me off? They're thinking the exact same thing as you're right. thinking. And it's so fascinating, and it's just um, everybody just, just do it, Lisa. <laughs> just yeah. Honestly, I think Nike has one of the best slogans ever. Like it is the most simplest thing, but it honestly is just doing it. And then once you do it enough, it becomes your new norm. But for me, at least, it takes so much out of me that I have to do it when I'm strong. Like I have to wait. Like you know, it's like you're powering up, right? And then you're like, oh, great. I have just enough life to do this level and not die. Like, you know, like. But you have to do the level to see where to, you, like, where what you need, see what you need improvement and what you don't need. Uh, I could maybe do some work and get a little bit more life and then I'll go do it. <laughs> like, I'll go eat some more mushrooms and, you know, do the little, like, the little, like, the little challenges where you can gain some lives and mm-hmm. some tricks and some. You're talking about Mario. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about a video game. Mario, life yeah. is a it is. Video I'm game. so excited you said that. Oh my gosh. I it really it is. Because I heard it. That way? I, yeah, so I heard it somewhere on this beautiful podcast by this beautiful person. And I had this moment today that it it is such a, like, it's, you feel like you have no control. But you have all the control of every decision that be, that you decide to make and then what will happen next. You have a good amount of control because there are other players in the game. Exactly. But like how you respond, how you take it, how you move forward, what you educate yourself with, what you know, it's based off of like the experience so that you keep continuing to like grow, learn and know if, is this the path you want to take? If this is the path you want to take, if you continue to do these actions, like you said, Mm -hmm. they become new habits. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you decide to, Go into a relationship and just be like, look, these are my set boundaries. These are hard no's for me. These are hard yes. Yeah. Right? And you're going into a new friendship, right? The person will be like really... Some people will be like, may take it, be taken aback. But at the same time, there are a lot of people out there that are like, okay, that's fascinating. I never thought of a boundary like that. Man, you, you may educate me. Or you know what? That's really good. I do the same thing. This is what I do in my steps and things like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, you're looking at me like... Oh. <laughs> It's it's a process. I'm going back in. <laughs> I'm gonna go back in now. She wants to go back in her shell. Yes. Yeah, it's a hard process, and um, I think take that off. You said that to me once. Take the negative um, connotation. That's a hard. It's just something that needs to happen if you want Steps. a new be- new behavior. Right. I just like I I saw myself fog was coming in and I was like oh god all right I need to clear this fog so that I can get over this mountain or climb a mountain with the fog but I need to like some like you know you need something to help you tools so that's 
back to self-care. There's an episode on that. Look for it. But yeah, I think I, I just want to make one last point is that you hear this a lot where the, the black population needs ac- more access and resources to like uh, therapy and things of that nature because there's a lot of trauma that occurs just due to the fact that you are black, the thing that you cannot control. And I want to talk more specifically about the Haitian, uh, Haitian culture and Haitian American culture, um, just in terms of like coming to a new place, the assimilation and everything. They're bringing routines and traditions and things that necessarily might not work for this specific environment, but it's what they know and what they believe is best. In the end, you know, it kind of forms. It works. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. And it's kind of created some some tension within the way, I guess, some of us function. I don't know. I'm trying to find the most politically correct way to say this. But just speaking of myself, like, I have a lot of trauma in terms of communication because I just didn't really do it much. And it wasn't something that, that was um, important in my childhood. We weren't, like you know, signing it. I did speech and debate, but my mom wasn't like speech and debate, like write letters or write, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was fed to me at home. It was, it was just kind of like a general, like school is your life and that is going to make your life what it, what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And y'all know the three or four professions. So that's, that's what they know. A, education was a huge, um, um, blessing. Is that the word? It's a... Uh, you had to pay to go to school. Right. So, so I guess it's a resource that you'd only have if you were... The, yeah, um, that was their thought process when they were growing up. So. What's that word? I can't even think of that word. Um, it's a... It's a... What's the definition? No. The definition is it's a, it's a luxury, I guess. Yeah. It's a luxury to be able to go to school or mm-hmm. whatever... Um, but also, too, like, you have to work really hard to be able to do it because we don't have money to send you to school like that. <laughs> so that's that's all that was focused on. It wasn't it wasn't an all around like, OK, physical. I started working out and being physically active towards the end of college. And I hated like, you know, in school, I hated PE. I avoided it as much as I can. I think I did PE night school because I wasn't trying to sweat. And now that's to me that's the stupidest thing I wish you know I was more active I wish I did play sports I wish I did those things because those are also the things that help you interact with other people in different situations like team and all those things like they help you interact with people and and set game plans and make friends and and find commonalities with people and and those are just the things that weren't um, implemented in my childhood and I don't think those things are are focused on in the, the Haitian culture or, um, and in the Haitian upbringing. Yes. You agree. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Just, you know, that that's a perfect way to end. Yeah. I really truly agree. It's just, I think this is a really great way to end. I think this is a, really just understanding that. Once you understand that, respect that, honor that. And just work on and then move being forward a fully on. rounded person. What do you want to feel like as a six-year-old little girl? You got to experience that this weekend? Yeah, like seeing a, yeah, seeing a child have an experience. Mm. 
Like that's it, why I love hanging out with, with the nephews because not just that it was yeah. like more like the totality, and I'm just like okay, I understand. I need to start speaking to myself like that mm. because I can see how being spoken to in, in different ways can be um can help you like you said can help you progress help you in certain situations for you mm-hmm. to be able to get out to understand how you're feeling and things right. like that right. and not like talking so negative to yourself right because then now you're talking negative to people and you think that's the normal way people talk to each other and it's not it's not or it's not the most progressive way to speak to someone you're not going to get much out of it yeah and it's a and it's and honestly to be honest it's also just a different it's a different way it's a different way of getting to maybe the same point and but I know for me, because for me personally, the way that I speak to myself is so horrible. And by everything you just said, it just, once you accept it, you know? is a word, a good word. Oh, Mo is word. Mo? Yeah. I've never heard that word before. Yeah, Mo. I think so. That sounds right. Okay, look I'm going to go with it. Let's learn. <laughs> I like learning. Yeah, the words come to me randomly. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. Maybe that's it. 